Hey, you guys. How are you? I'm really good. I'm recording this on like a Sunday around four o'clock. Um, and I'm excited to talk to you. I have like a roundup to do today, sort of like a, what's been happening. I know I wasn't around last week. I was uh, traveling and I'm going to be traveling next week. So I wanted to make sure I got this in, but there's so, so much going on and uh wanted to keep you updated. So I'm excited because it's three weeks until the HERE Summit, the uh, the follow-up to the Immersive Design Summit, and super excited. Although Noah Nelson, he's the he's the brains behind No Presenium and put it, he's the one putting together this whole um, this whole summit. I'm sure with a lot of help from a lot of people. But you know that like starting to get worried about this whole um, coronavirus thing. So we're monitoring that. I'm hoping that um, you know they're already like. No VR, no headset VR stuff at the at the summit. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of um, shows and like mini experiences happening. So they're already scrapping some really intimate things where things might be transmitted. So that's a bummer. But um, we're just monitoring it, as I'm sure if you guys are going to events all over the country and world right now, you're kind of looking at like, hey, what's going on? And just keeping yourself informed totally makes sense. But still super excited to be going. Um, I had I have a couple of, um, of one immersive experience to, uh, actually it's not immersive, it's VR, um, to, to update you with. And then I have a couple of cool things coming up that I want to keep you in the loop with. And we had our first growth lab last week in... Where was I? I was in York, Pennsylvania. So I will tell you all about that. I'm just super excited to be talking to you guys again. So experience at Dreamscape VR. Now this is a VR studio. Um, they, own, they, they have them in Dallas um, and only a couple of other towns. And I've talked about this before. I don't know, a couple episodes ago, I saw the Alien Zoo I went back with Darren and we saw the the um, curse of the lost pearl, and so he, so Darren's not like super into doing stuff like this, right? Like getting all geared up with a backpack and headset and armbands and foot you know foot sensors. So a lot of credit for him because this is not his thing, but um, but I convinced him to go and we had such a good time. We were we were the only ones, uh, you know. Like I said, like I explained to you guys last time there you can have like I think up to eight people in each experience and we were the only ones who went on like early on a Sunday and so we got all geared up and we went inside and um it was just incredible the the whole experience from and you you guys know I can suspend disbelief really well but even Darren who's not a good suspender of disbelief at all um he said he had an amazing time it it was you know the cool part about it is he was like you know there was this part where we had to like the floor, the virtual reality floor told us that there was a big space, you know, the, like the wood floor ended and there we were on like some kind of bridge and we had to almost jump over to get to the other side. And like in real life, we know that's not true. There's no place you have to jump over. But he's like, I really thought like my brain was telling me to make my like I had to take a jump or a leap or, you know, a big step over the over the you know cavern so I didn't fall through the crack. And um, 
And that's just what really, really good VR can do. It can take you out of your everyday and put you in another world. And I'm going to continue going back. I want, actually, I want to go back to do Alien Zoo again, because although Curse of the Lost Pearl was different, I I loved the experience. I thought the Alien Zoo was even more action-packed to me, Um, but we'll see. Uh, I think I have two or three more to go before, and hopefully they'll they'll come up with new ones because I do want to keep going back there. And I, I actually, um, Bruce Vaughn, who is the CEO of Dreamscape VR, he's going to be speaking, like I explained to you guys, um, I think it was last week or the week before, he's going to be speaking at here the HERE Summit. Um, so I'm super excited to hear him speak, and I, I just connected with him on LinkedIn. We'll see, we'll see if he takes my connection request. That'll be interesting. But hey, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? So that was my experience with Dreamscape. And guys, check it out, Dreamscape VR, if you have it in your area. My suggestion is to get yourself there pronto. And if you're traveling to the Dallas area, and I think they have one in LA, and I think Dubai is the only other one right now. So if you happen to be, you know, in Dubai doing some shopping or, you know, vacationing, check it out there too. All right, so I want to... um, I want to let you guys know about the the Growth Lab launch and and a big thing that I learned. So as you all know, I do um, content and experiential marketing for Local IQ, one of the USA Today marketing brands. And my partner in crime and in Growth Lab, Jen Karstner, and I, we launched in York, um, PA, and thanks to Mike Winnegar and his whole team. Um, you guys were amazing, and you filled the room, and it was incredible. Um, we could not do this without without your teams and all the hard work that you do, but um, it was our launch, and and for anyone who's created, whether it's immersive shows, whether it's, you know, immersive workshops like this, um, learning workshops for, you know, business owners and leaders, um, you know, that launch day can be, you know, a little harrowing. And, you know, it's funny. So I, I relearned a lot of things that were important for me to relearn. Um, But but one of the questions, one of the questions that I get asked over and over anytime that I, I put on a show or do any kind of speaking engagement is, Aren't don't you get nervous? Aren't you aren't you afraid to to go up there? And the the short and clear answer is no. I have zero fear of going up in front of the audience to to do my thing, right? To teach and to play with people and to help them, like for us to co-create this experience around this content that's going to help them in their business. So there's zero fear there. There is fear though. The fear for me comes when I commit to the content, right? Because I have, I have more than enough um, confidence when the content, when I'm sure about the content. So the fear comes like three months before launch when we're sitting down to figure out, number one, what are we going to talk about, teach, and co-create with these people? And how are we going to do it? Right? How, how are we going to give them an experience that makes them come alive inside what's possible for their business? How are we going to give them an experience that they are where they're going to meet us halfway, right? Inside of that, you know, two or two and a half, three hours we have with them. How are we going to create the 
foundational activities for them to come play with us inside this space in a way that's really meaningful for them and allows them to cement the learning and decide how they want to activate it first in their own brains, in their own hearts, and then when they go back to their businesses. So there is fear, but it comes way, way before me stepping out on that stage. It, it comes in committing to the content, committing to the way we're going to share it, committing to how we're going to activate it up on that stage and in that room that day. So we had, we, I mean, we had, I thought it was going to go really well because I truly believed in the content. Like I said, that's how I was able to, that's how I'm ever able to go out on the stage and, and feel so good about what we're doing. But like I said, I, I knew it, it was going to go well. It went 10 times better than I ever thought it was going to go. About 10, 15 minutes in, when I was up there, kind of, clo- you know, I op- the sales leader opens up the show and then I open up with this, of course, dramatic story about ivory soap and, you know, what it means for us today as we think about brands um, and branding our local businesses like at the closing that out, there was a specific point when I started to say, consumers are looking at what your brand says. They're looking at what your brand does and they want to know what your brand stands for. And when I said what your brand stands for, and I was looking right at this, this man, and I, I don't remember his name, but he was probably in his mid fifties, maybe 60. And, and we had locked, we locked eyes, right? And Like I felt him get it and I knew in that moment that we had something, that we were onto something. And then it, you know, Jen went up and she did, you know, brand DNA and the the whole day was um, magic. And that's not to say that we didn't learn a whole lot, right? That's like at the end, you know, all throughout, you know, I was taking notes and, you know, you, you put your critical hat on from a... How how is this experience happening? And I draw a lot of how I think about if something's a success, not just from my you know training and sales background, but from all the experience I had in immersive um, experiences and VR experiences and um, interactive um, experiences. How things are happening around me and how they're unfolding, and and what we're allowing access to from a learning perspective, um, how we're setting up interaction between and amongst the crowd, um, really st- stepping back from all of this. And there are parts where I get to witness it because Jen's facilitating, but there are parts where I'm facilitating that I, I almost have to split my brain in half, right? I have to be in the moment and co-create with the crowd, but also my, you know, my critical hat is on and my other part of me is like, okay, logistically and um, theoretically, how is this playing out um, sort of scientifically and uh, on a timeline and, and all of that. So it's, it's really interesting how I experience what I'm teaching when I'm teaching it. And the big aha, the, you know, and again, the, at the end of the show and after the show, I mean, there are a million things we're changing, right? Because the first time you do anything, it's you're, well, the first time you, the anytime you do anything, you're collecting data. You're collecting data about how to move forward, 
what to keep, what to shorten, what to lengthen, how to change up an activity, how to, you know, how to change out, you know, onboarding for a certain activity and how to teach a specific part. You're always collecting data about how to do it better and different next time to co-create a more powerful experience. So I I will say that. And and look, there's tons that we're going to, that we're going to change, but there's also a a shit ton that we're going to keep, right? Because the foundation, the the core of what we're teaching is so powerful and was so powerful throughout the program um, that we're absolutely going to keep this, you know, all of the content, just um, the way we're activating around it will change and, and we'll massage it and, and all in the effort to, to, um, to create a more powerful experience. And really what I learned, you guys, is committing to something right? Or I said the fear is in committing the, committing to the content. Committing to that content was really scary because the feedback that we got last year from last year's program was, you know, it needs to be more tied into sales and it needs to be a more direct line to sales. And while I think, I believe we achieved that, we didn't achieve that in a very um, linear and logical fashion, right? Because the creator in me still knows that you have to push past what everyone else is teaching and what everyone else is, what, what all the other companies are, are giving in experiences to their customers and prospects. You have to push past the norm, go a few steps farther into content that can, be, can feel very emotional for for a business owner when they're experiencing it. Almost like they might not like me in the moment that I'm exposing them to where they need to be thinking about in 2020 and beyond around their brand. And I knew that we had to go there. I knew that we had to take them there in order for us to or in order for us to number one be valuable to to them. In order and also in order for us to be able to sell without selling right? In order to provide so much value that at the end, they're like, oh my gosh, I have to do business with this company. So we do reference, you know, sort of when we start teaching social media and things like that, we do start to reference what we can do for them. But we've built up so much credibility by then that it is received so well. And of course, we're going to talk about it that way because we've earned the right to. Guys, just like in any kind of relationship building and any kind of team building and any any kind of sales process, right? And they're all, they all kind of follow the same formula. You have to give so much freaking value before you ask for anything, right? And, and I knew we still had to do that. So it was, it was still scary for me to commit to that content because I knew we were still pushing the envelope, which is what I want to do. But when you're doing with it, doing this with a big company's money, right? It's very risky, right? Because they they cannot like it and they can shut you down. And look, we're still open to a lot of feedback because there's a lot of other leaders in the company that have to see this program. And I'm sure we're going to get a shit ton more feedback, right? Which is fine and it's all good. Um, It's just getting, getting all of the stakeholders to understand the ultimate goal is to make them have so many ahas with us in that co-creative space 
that there's so much trust built and there's so much affinity built and awareness built around what the brand, what our brand can do for them and with them that the natural next step is for them to go, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. Like I need to do business with you. And and look, our first show we booked, you know, the sales team booked 13 appointments to um, out of like 60 people in the room to um, to have that next step to explore what's possible for them in, in a relationship with us. So I, I was so happy and it, it, it reinforced for me that you have to commit to the scary stuff, right? In order to have an impact down the line. And I just want to offer that to you all, anyone who's kind of grappling with a moment or connected moments where they feel like, like I have to make a decision and it feels really scary and I think I'm really pushing the envelope. My 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 ask, my my wish for you is push that damn envelope. Push it to the boundary. Push it way past where you think you're comfortable because I promise you there is gold on the other on the other side of that. And and that's and I'm not just talking about like a putting together a conference, right? I'm talking about it could be relationships. It could be relationships, family relationships or work relationships, or it could be a new move or a new way of thinking about things or, you know, a new job or whatever it is that you're afraid to commit to because it feels really scary. Therein lies where you need to go, right? We need to step up to the line and cross the line on the things that scare us the most in order to live our best life in order to approach life with adventure and and live out what's possible. So that was my big aha, my big lesson um, that I wanted to share with you that I think is really important at whatever juncture you are in your life, push past that thing that is the scariest to you. And I know like it's like this big universal lesson, right? There's nothing new here, you guys. It's just me sharing this with you through stuff that I am actually doing and and creating this life that is truly immersed in adventure, in next steps, in beyond, in becoming, in unfolding, in evolving, in innovation, in excitement. Um, All of these things I get to experience are because of the really scary decisions that I make. And I'm just a regular person like you guys, like all of you. So if you can learn, if you can use my, borrow my confidence or borrow my, um, I don't know, borrow my sense of adventure for a decision you have to make, um, I offer that to you. So there's that. Go make that scary decision. There is really cool stuff for you on the other side. So that was my big growth lab launch lesson. And I'm going to continue to talk about what I'm learning in these labs um, as we as we evolve our material, um, because it's super valuable and it helps me grow not just as a creator and a speaker and a facilitator, um, but but as a person and a human. So what am I excited about? Oh my gosh, you guys um, have a big trip to New York City coming up uh, in two weeks. I think I leave I don't know, the the eleventh, and I'm so excited. We're going there to. I'm taking a couple of my team members, I'm meeting a couple team members there, and we're going to see um, an event that that um, that our company co-hosts um, with Google. It's not a Google event, we can't say that, but it's with Google. It's a big event around education and um, what's next in um, 
What's next as you think about digitally what's possible um, around innovating for your company? And I'm going there because part of my team this year is doing a ton of these events um, with Google. And I want to look at what best in class looks like when we do these really big events with them and, and how to grow. Um, but I will always, you guys know, I will always sneak in immersive possibilities because like New York is just the mecca for interactive and immersive experiences. And I'm so excited. I'm taking several of my team members to Sleep No More on March um, March 11th, that evening that we get in. And you guys know that this is one of the things that I, I love the most, taking virgins, taking people who have never gone to Sleep No More, because I feel like I'm unlocking a portal to another world for them. And I'm treating them and we are going VIP style. We're going to all be guests of Maximilian's. And all that means, you guys, is we get to go, we get priority entrance, right? We don't have to stand on that long line. And believe me, that is a perk, right? So we can go right from Porteño, where we're going for dinner beforehand, and we'll saunter right up to the door, um, get our bags and coats checked for free, um, and we do. You do get a table when you're Maximilian's guest. And back in the day, just so you know, for all of you listening who used to go to Sleep No More, remember when they didn't charge extra. Remember when Sleep No More was like seventy nine dollars. That was the only ticket you could get back in two thousand and twelve. And the tables were like whoever got there first got a table. They didn't. You didn't have to pay extra. You know, before they started monetizing, and look, hey, I get it from a business perspective. Um, I totally understand. But back in the day, you got a table if you were there first. Now, not so much. So you pay a shit ton more for a table. To me, it is worth it. Why is it worth it? I will tell you. Because I like to take breaks. Because you know I will get there during the earliest entry. So we, I'm going to get there with them at seven on the dot. On the freaking dot, you guys, because I want all of the sleep no more life has to offer. So you go in and you get a, you sit down and you get a cocktail. And once you go into the experience, after an hour, they open the um, the manually back up to to us. And if you can find the door, there are a few of them. But you get to come back in and rest your weary feet and and have a drink and. Hopefully, Callaway will be there if you're listening. Um, it would be awesome to see you. So if the universe could line that up for me, I would love to see Callaway again um, and experience some alone time with him. That would be amazing. Uh, but you get to to hang out with the um, the man and the woman in the bar and, and the performers um, in, the in the McKittrick and Manderley bar. And it is nothing short of enchanting to be one of the only people sitting in the Manderley and just listening to, you know, a three-piece band, an old-fashioned band, and listening to singers and vampers and, and just entertainers fashioned after, you know, a, another time and in this magical and enchanting space. So it is 100% worth it to me to spend that extra money on that experience. Um, and again, Callaway, I'm coming for you if you're there. Um, and please be there. Um, I love you and I miss you. And hopefully we can, we can rendezvous. 
So taking them to sleep no more, super excited about that. The next day we have the event and it is at Google down in Chelsea. That night, I'm sure we're gonna all go out with um, with my dear friends from the Manhattan sales office, Dave Wasserman, Rich Tarana, um, John Plesser, Jeff Stein, Tanya, I think you're still gonna be in, in Norway, I'm not sure. Um, and many people I haven't named and I'm sure they're gonna be mad at me for not saying who they are, but um, I love you guys and I can't wait to jam with you on Thursday night after the um, the Google event. And then um, Friday, you guys, um, super excited. So late in the afternoon on Friday, I told you all that I was lining up a really special interview. And you guys, it is happening. Um, I can't believe it. Um, I'm super excited. And as I... As I open up my access to my computer, because it locked on me as I'm trying to talk and very like naturally not let you know that I'm doing that at the same time, but that's happening. Um, I secured an interview with uh, the founders and literal creators of the space of Wildrance. I know. Um... I am super excited. Like I said, on a lark, I just emailed them and I am so, so excited. I'm going to be talking to Yvonne Chang and Jay Lee from Wildrance. And they actually created the space down in Chinatown. They created the actual space. They both went to, they studied architecture at Cornell um, before they moved to New York City. They were working at architecture firms, um, but their passion was around making small scale accessible design um, making that accessible to everyone and to creatives and to um, immersive um, shows, um, just like the one I saw. And I did a, I did an, um, an episode around uh, Elgin Park when I went to go see them in, Wildren- in Wildrance. Um, and I reached out to them and they were like, hey, yeah, we'd be happy to, you know, talk to you and, and be on your podcast. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, holy shit, this is actually happening. I feel so honored. They want to do it down in their space. And I'm like, um, hell yes, I want to do it in your space. So that's going to happen late on Friday afternoon. And um, I'm like out of my mind excited. And then Saturday night, um, I'm staying. I'm going to see both my daughters, Brittany and Cassie, and their respective significant others, um, Steve and Pete. And of course, my husband, Darren, because he's going to be there for, for business. We're going to go to see a, The Woman in Black, uh, a ghost story in a pub at the McKittrick Hotel um, in what used to be the Heath, now known as the Club Car. And it's like this small little intimate space where we're going to see this long running play. Um, it's I think it, deb- I don't know if it debuted in London, I think. I'm sure I will have much more to talk about when I go see it and I'll give you the lowdown, but it's supposed to be terrifying. And both my daughters love really scary shit. And you guys, I am not about scary things, but of course, all things McKittrick, I will go to just about anything there. So we are going to go see a woman in black, uh, the woman in black, um, ghost story in a pub there. I'm super excited. But before that, I'm all, I also, like I'd love to find little immersive things. Um, and so Saturday afternoon, I'm going to see, it's called Van Gogh, Find Yourself at the Met. And it's this guy that, he does like, it's like you go meet this guy and he like, I don't want to say he pretends to be Vincent Van Gogh, but all of the reviews that I've read, like you really believe he is, a, he is Van Gogh. And we meet at um, this little 
uh, breakfast place. And on the steps of the of the Met Museum, he draws our portraits. And I think it's like six people. I don't know. I'm going by myself and five other people, I guess. And he draws our portraits. And then he takes us into the Met and we go visit his paintings. And like he talks as if he really is Vincent van Gogh. And he talks about his, you know, how he, how he remembers painting this. And he talks about all his friends, Monet and other people that he used to be buddies with back back then when he was an artist and alive, right? So um, I, I just, I'm like really excited to go see this because um, love Van Gogh and just love more. I'm really getting into more intimate, um, intimate immersive experiences. So super, super excited about this, um, this New York trip. And um, it's a real, it's a season of, for me, this month is all about performing myself um, because I've got three growth labs in March. Again, this New York City trip where I'll have three immersive experiences, um, you know, absorbing and and experiencing. And then Darren and I are going to Marfa. Cannot wait for that trip and to tell you all about it. Um, And I wanted to just let you guys know what was going on for me. Um, I'm super excited to hear your feedback. um, And I want you to remember really remember that lesson I learned at the growth lab. You guys, the commitment, the scary shit, the the stuff that you're really afraid of committing to, when you double down on things that really scare you and excite you at the same time and then have the courage and the wherewithal and the fortitude to bring them to life, man, it's not only you that benefits. It is all the people that get to co-create the experience with you along the way that you can impact. And for sure, I felt that during the experience in um, in York. And I just wish that for you. I want you to step up to those fears because you're powerful inside of those fears and beyond them and past them. And I wish all the best adventure and experiences for you guys. Peace out and I will talk to you next week. My name is Tracy Oswald and this is Life Immersed.